0: Still here at the Shakespeare <laughs> Theater Association Conference in Dallas, Texas, talking with uh, Shakespeareans from all around the country, including my former stomping ground, New Hampshire. Um, here with Dan Bolio, the co founder and artistic director of the Seven Stages Shakespeare Company, and his significantly better half, CP <laughs> Christine Penny, the co founder and producing director of Seven Stages Shakespeare Company. And we're here to talk about Shakespeare, podcasts, and hair care. Am I right?
1: Anything else? Yes. We need to know what products are used for your hair because it's glorious.
0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, number 689, Seven Stages Shakespeare. Shakespeare Theatre Association Conference in Dallas, I was thrilled to chat with Dan Beaulieu and Christine Penny, the founders of Seven Stages Shakespeare in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Not only is New Hampshire where I first cut my professional teeth, Seven Stages engages with Shakespeare in a variety of contexts, all of them fascinating, and Christine began our conversation by explaining the company's mission and objectives.
1: We're New Hampshire-based originally, but we produce sort of all over the seacoast and really anywhere. Truly, that will have us uh, <laughs> very like us, <laughs> yeah, right? We're like we'll go there. Yeah. Um, just started producing also last summer in Brooklyn, which was exciting. We'll be back there again this summer. But Brooklyn,
2: New York, Brooklyn, not the one. There is no Brooklyn, no, New Hampshire. There is no
1: Brooklyn, New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think seven stages in terms of like why we do what we do. We we both New Hampshireites and uh, New Hampshire especially particularly on the seacoast at the time when we founded the company did not have any real shakespeare happening year round and it was an opportunity and something that we love and we were like let's mess around with shakespeare in a whole bunch of different ways and try and get build some audience and and go from there so we've sort of done intentional audience building with all of our stuff being free for all or pay what you will
0: yeah, I mean, I remember back in the day when I was at American Stage Festival, New Hampshire, not having anything like that. You know, any, mm-hmm. if we put on a Shakespeare production, that was what that was what Shakespeare there was in in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Um, and how do you do it? Are these full productions? Are they in bars? Are they everywhere? What's What's the thinking behind your approach
2: to Shakespeare? Sure, we we do it everywhere. We um, part of the idea behind the it's in it's in the name of the company, the Seven Sages, is that we don't have a, a home. We like to go, we like to move and go, yeah. it's swim where the fish are is kind of the, uh, the model. Um, so we do Shakespeare in bars, we do Shakespeare in parks, we do Shakespeare in theaters once in a while. <laughs> we do Shakespeare in mill spaces, we've done Shakespeare in an old, it's an absolutely gorgeous, um, historic warehouse. Mm. And we were invited down there as a, a backup space for a rehearsal one night. And I was like, you know, I really don't want to rehearse in a warehouse. And then we got there, and it's like, oh, my God. It's a gorgeous colonial barn that they just call a warehouse because it was a house of wares. And I'm like, oh, right. Um, So we get to do really intimate, really big productions. Uh, the, The spine of our mission statement is we do works that illuminate the works of William Shakespeare. So that might be... It most often is Shakespeare plays yeah. but there's also wiggle room for for things that as long as there's something that shines a light on what Shakespeare was up to yeah. um, we talked so you know, that could be a place by Marlowe or yeah. Sheridan or about anybody we've done we've done Marlowe we've done some Thomas Kidd we just did a Brecht piece this mm-hmm. week um, the Resistible rise of Arturo Ui, which has a significant. Shakespeare thumbprint, Mm -hmm. despite the fact that it's written 1941, right, uh, and is a German playwright. So, like, how does that fall into our mission? Well, because it illuminates William Shakespeare. Yeah, cool. That's the phrase that we come back to all the time. We're not going to do Carousel, right? (laughs) But we might do West Side Story. Sure, sure. What brought you
0: to Shakespeare originally? I mean, I heard you 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 talk about in the podcast, um, your
2: podcast. You talk about your uh, professor who was influential to you. Yeah, Professor David Richmond was Uh hugely influential. I'm quite certain we have different answers, but for myself, I was at UNH uh, studying musical Mm theatre and I went over to London for a semester and David was the professor that was there. I went because I had a crush on a girl and she was going, so I thought maybe if I go we'll fall in love. We did not, but I did fall in love with Shakespeare over there. Um, And David, you know, I saw 54 shows in two and a half months and he took me under his wing. Uh, and was like, if you, do, if you do musical theater and you like it, I've got news for you. You know Shakespeare already. You just don't know that you know it. Interesting. So I
0: love, uh, yeah, I love that, uh, the relationship there between Shakespeare and musical
2: theater and yeah. how the performer of one is frequently a great performer of the other. Yeah, it's yeah. just the same skill set, but yeah. we, just, we just call it different things. Yeah. Um, so... And one is respected and
0: serious, and one is frivolous, and yet each require incredible amounts of work and training. Which is which? Right. Um, CP, what about you? What brought you to Shakespeare?
1: One similar similar note would be David Richman. Okay. Uh, I was also at the University of New Hampshire at a different time than Mr. Bullier was. and uh, But I think the love of it began. I had was fortunate to have a really good teacher in high school, and it wasn't... a a perfect love at first sight relationship but it was enough that my the language of it really captured me Um, she had us reading it aloud so that just leapt off the page and I had a a drama bug inside me anyway and then so the seed sort of got planted there and then in college taking some classes specifically with David, yeah. uh, and then out of nowhere deciding that I was going to direct a Shakespeare play, having oh. never done it before, ever.
0: This was still in
2: college?
1: This was out of college. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, uh, but that really sort of sealed the deal for me of my just passion and love and, like, wonder at the good old bard.
0: That's so cool. And then the fact that, as you said, in the, the seven stages is in your name, so so that assumes your approach evolves to as you as you get older and you begin to expand um, the, the company not yourselves physically um, oh, that's is the podcast Noel Holds Barred um, a part of the mission a fun side feature how do you see it in relationship to the company or is it a separate its own separate thing
2: it's very much part of the company it's yeah. I think it's a very tangible um, example of the brand that we kind of go for uh, the idea that it's a, it's the podcast Shakespeare would have listened to is a bit tongue and tongue in cheek, yeah. But also like we mean that he we're, we're we're fans of Shakespeare as the upstart crow, yeah. Not the greatest poet of all time, yeah. like I, he he was messing with things all the time, and we mess with things all the time. Also, uh, Kevin Condardo, who's the co-host of No Holds Bard. <laughs> maybe I'm the host and he's the co-host. He's definitely uh-huh. second banana. Um, <laughs> the sidekick that sounds like sidekick He's to kind me kind of like my sidekick okay sure um, Kevin get at me on Twitter at Dan Bonos no uh, right. Kev and I have a deep love deep deep love of Boston sports and sports radio yeah so we grew up listening to WEEI and the podcast takes a very it takes a a, a sports radio approach to Shakespeare. It really does. There's, there's a kind of a morning zoo quality <laughs> to it, uh, to yeah. And there are times we'll be, in, we'll be in an argument about something, and it really is, it's a race to get to the point first. Right. Because the conceit being, like in improv, yeah. uh, the yes and is, if you say you think this, then I must say I think the opposite. Yeah. Because that's how sp- conflict drives cash. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> okay. Conflict creates content. Yeah. Uh, so so'll i 'll find myself in, in an argument about why I hate the character of Viago, even though I like the character of Viago right. simply because that 's how the podcast works sure um, but it, yeah. it's very much uh, the seven sages ethos of like yeah, if you think one thing, we also think the opposite and they and those those can beautifully coexist yeah, they they really can
0: and if you can i love the, I love the sports um, I love the sports talk energy because as far as i 'm concerned there's a not there's there's too much sort of silent, quiet <laughs> NPR conversations about Shakespeare when there need to be more loud, boisterous, drunken conversations well, about yeah. Shakespeare.
2: Yeah, I don't know why you would say drunken at the moment, but
0: yeah, well, but uh, drunken is an adjective, not not as a not a prescriptive. I
2: think of it as an active verb. Uh, drunken, <laughs> yeah, oh. somehow. <laughs> That's why I'm not a scholar. <laughs>
1: and you're listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast.
0: Can you RSC the RSC? You can see reduced Shakespeare in your own home by owning your very own copy of Pop-Up Shakespeare, written by me and Reed Martin, and beautifully illustrated by Jenny Mazels. It's on sale worldwide, and you can find links to both Amazon and independent bookstores in the U.S. and the U.K. on our website. We'll perform the complete works of William Shakespeare, abridged, revised, in Arcata, California, on March 6th, and in Lynchburg, Virginia, on May 16th. We'll perform Hamlet's Big Adventure, a prequel, three times, In March, once at Washington and Jefferson College in Pennsylvania on March 19th, and then twice at our Home Away From Home at the Center Stage in Reston, Virginia on March 21st. We'll perform the Complete History of Comedy Abridged twice in April at the University of Wisconsin in Whitewater on April 17th, and the Fermilab in Batavia just outside Chicago on April 18th. And then we'll kick off the summer with two weeks of performances of the Complete History of Comedy Abridged at the Hartford Stage Company in Connecticut from June 11th to June 24th. First, As always, the very best way to stay up to date about all of our worldwide performance dates is to sign up for the Reduced Reader, our email newsletter. Go to ReducedShakespeare.com and click on the link to subscribe and check out our touring page for specific box office, venue, and ticket information. And now back to my conversation with Dan Beaulieu and Christine Penny, the co-founders and artistic and executive directors of the Seven Stages Shakespeare Company in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. You just said something about, uh, that's why I'm an actor, not a scholar. And yet, uh, on your podcast, and I'm sure infused in your work, although I've never seen any of your productions, I imagine that there is there is much scholarship to be had. I mean, I, I love that qualification, well, I'm not a scholar. You know, as far as I'm concerned, thank God, you know, um, uh, and I'm being glib because... Yeah. If you're an artist, you are a scholar, and if you are a scholar, you can be an artist. You know that, that we've talked about that here in the conference. That that's an artificial binary, or binary. I'm using the British exp- <laughs> uh, pronunciation now. Um, uh, have you gone? Have you completed the canon? It, are there any of these sorts of goals with seven stages?
1: We did complete the canon. Boom.
0: Just by doing the complete works of William Shakespeare Bridge?
1: Yes, of course. Um, we did complete the canon last April.
0: So you've done his long lost first play, too.
1: Uh,
0: uh, we walk uh, right
1: so away. <laughs> avail- I mean, we're available. We'll take it. We're it's ready. It's available for licensing. Great. Perfect. We'll work out a deal. I'm ready. to just
0: change the bookmarks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, yeah, we did the, we did the canon uh, through our Shakespeareans program. So it's our play reading series, Shakespeareans.
0: Shakespeareans with yes. a B, yes. but nice still.
1: Yes. So we've been doing that. It's in its eighth season now, uh-huh. and last April we completed the canon. So it's usually five to six okay. uh, performances a year, but then we do one encore day where we do a whole slew of plays, like a marathon all in one day. Right. So over the course of the seven years, yeah. we were finally, last April, boom, did the last one. Nice. <laughs> Good old Henry VIII. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know I said it. And then we decided to do the canon awards, which was one of my favorite things, which was just like total tongue-in-cheek, making fun of arts awards. And yeah. we went back through it was like looking through the Past seven seasons of Shakespeareans and going best portrayal of an animal by a human, you know. Yeah. And we had our friends in Bruins jerseys as the bear from Winters Tale. Like, nice, nice. Everybody got nominations. Everybody, won. it was just a really playful, fun way to celebrate that yeah. what the community yeah. did with us.
0: Well, and that's uh, was my next question. Who who is your company? Mm-hmm. Do you have a company of equity actors, Do, or is it all mm-hmm. community based?
2: Mm-hmm. How does how does that work? Yeah, we we have a, a mix, a nice okay. mix. We have we. We, uh, when we founded the company, I was living in New York and CP was in New Hampshire. Um, 95 is a beautiful road <laughs> and we are on it all the time. Yeah. So we're. we're Until you drive back and you get through <laughs> the Bronx. Yeah. Uh,
0: that's heartbreaking. Because I did that in, from 86 to 89. You know. I it. lived in New York and worked in Milford. You yeah. know yeah. it then. Yeah. We're so Brooklyn. Oh, uh, Clason yeah. Avenue G-Stop. Oh, hell Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah? We
1: were in Park Slope for the last three years. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Did you ever see the movie Do the Right Thing? Yeah. That's where I was yeah. living. Oh, I was John Savage
2: without the bike. Oh. Anyway. So, so part of what we do is, you know, we, we, we do believe in a pipeline. Yeah. Of, um, We're both UNH grads, so bringing UNH students or former students into the company is big for us, yeah. but also bringing people from New York. When I was down there, it's, you know, we got a lot of really, really talented friends who are working their. What can I say on this? Whatever you want. Can I say butts? Yes. Working their butts off. Asses. Can I say as asses? Long, as long as your butt is filled with sack, then no. yes. Yeah. Well, depends on the day, I suppose. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no. Uh, we... A lot of talented folks. Yeah. We, we, brought, we try to bring them back and forth. Yeah. And and bring the... There's a myth in New Hampshire, for us, when we first started, there mm-hmm. is a real, like, the New York actor is a, is a piece of work. They're... They're full of ego. Mm. They're the outsider. You know, I mean, a lot of work. A lot mean. of yeah. what a piece of work is. Men.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, what a piece of work is a New York actor. Yeah. And our reality was like, no, they're not. They're yeah. our friends, and like, and they, they want to work. They, they want s- to do good work. Yeah. yeah they're actors first. Yeah. Um, so we've we've made a concerted effort to bring. A lot of artists up with us, yeah. and then also when we did the show in in Brooklyn last summer, sure. bring a lot of artists from New Hampshire down to New York, and right. go like, this road goes both ways.
0: Yeah,
2: um, so we do we work with some equity contracts. We use a lot of non-equity. Um, it just we try to you know it's Shakespeare's got something for everybody, um, so we we do we do our best to make sure that everyone's being included. But seven stages
0: implies there is implies that there's a seventh final. Stage to your
2: Shakespeare company is that a thing? We've been working with uh, artists and humans who are 65 and better. Yeah. And what, what we're loosely terming sixth stage Shakespeare. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's you know it's a really exciting. Uh, and where are these people located? We've, we've done some of that work in California. Yeah. Um, we're expanding it into New Hampshire this year as part of 2020. Nice. Um, I was working on a uh, scene from Romeo and Juliet with a beautiful uh, artist named Rose, who's 97 years old, and she was like, when I did this scene 75 years ago, I thought about... And I, I didn't even hear the rest of her sentence, because as soon as she said, I did this scene 75 years ago, it really sort of blew my mind to think she existed, and this text existed, and was being done, and discussed, and she was willing to talk about it, and, and share with her, share with me her experience of being juliet in her 20s 75 years ago and i'm here like 36 years old like i know nothing yeah right i'm so glad i
0: asked the question cuz that's amazing i mean you you should sort of lead with that Okay. Information. I mean, I think that's wonderful. That, right? No, I really... I, what? that. Put it at the top of the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, it was, no, that's just wonderful work that's, A, wonderful to do, but also, B, so absolutely in keeping with the, the, the name and brand, if you want to use that word, of the company. I think that's, that's terrific.
2: There's uh, something... Uh, I think we're in a moment, as a, as a relatively early career artist... I believe that we are in a very important moment with our elders who experience storytelling in a way that technology will take away from us. Mm. Um, there's, there's a window of people who have lived without phones, who have lived without this sort of kind of storytelling. And oral tradition is critically important when, to me, and I'm just trying to like, preserve it and, and hold on to it and maybe, give it, maybe pass it on. But I'm not sure if that's a worthwhile adventure or not, but I'm into it. Well, speaking as one of your elders that we will
0: lose soon, <laughs> Come on. we are very grateful. <laughs> That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. You can find out more about Seven Stages Shakespeare by going to their website, 7, the number 7, sevenstagesshakespeare.org. Then send us your Shakespeare stages via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com. You can find us and interact with other fans on our dedicated podcast page on Facebook, at RS Podcast, on Instagram, at Reduced Shakespeare Company, or on my preferred platform, on Twitter, at Reduced. You can also follow me on Twitter, at Austin Titchener. You can follow 7 Stages Shakespeare on Twitter and Instagram at 7 Stages Shakes that's the number 7 Stages S-H-X you can follow Dan Beaulieu at Dan Bo Knows, And you can follow Christine Penny on Twitter at ChrissyP315. Thanks, as always, to mewling and puking Matthew Croak, web services by Ginger Power Limited, music by John Weber and Garage Band. Our random fan shout-out this week goes to Yolanda Villarreal. No reason, it is just random. Special thanks to Rachel Dratch, whose commercial for Smat Pack was the highlight of the recent Super Bowl. And finally, thanks very much to you, For listening, I'm Austin Titchener, 689, 2,067th of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. Yeah, wait till the microphone is going before you tell me how uh, absolutely uh, instructive and um, uh, instrumental uh, in your development as a a Shakespearean the Reduced Shakespeare Company was.
2: You have it in writing. I've sent you that email already, so (laughs) you can just read the email if you like, but I'm happy to talk ad nauseum about how much even even influenced my approach to Shakespeare, yeah. and, and in fact, life.
0: This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company. Reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. And so much less. And so much less.